Hello and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, your lead RV ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the RV lifestyle. It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships, and RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at MyRVNinja.com. Hi, and welcome to the MyRV Ninja podcast. I am your host, James Upham. I'm excited about today because I've got a really good friend of mine who uh, has spent a minute or two in the RV industry, I think. Um, pretty much his whole career. I'm excited to bring on with me a good friend of mine who worked, uh, we worked together for a short time. It seemed about 15 minutes, uh, but uh, we've, we've maintained a good friendship and uh, I rely upon him heavily when it comes to product information and knowledge. And so without any further ado, I want to introduce you to Mr. Dwayne Cyrus. Dwayne, are you there? I am here, James. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So, so let's see, have you added up all the years between retail and wholesale in your RV career. Do you know that number off off, off top of your head? Uh, no, I kind of stopped counting, I think is the best way to say it. But I started as a lot boy in 1979. So if you want to do the math on it, I've kind of been around the RV business since 1979. So were you, what, were you born it, then? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I was a love child of the 70s. I'm not saying what year in the 70s. <laughs> but uh, yeah, probably. But anyway, um, with that being said, what was it? What lot was it? Was it a retail lot or was it your dad's lot or, or what? Yeah, it was a, a retail lot at a Winnebago dealer in Syracuse, New York. Man. And so yeah. you were out. What does a lot boy do? Well, um, I was uh, in between high school and college is when I started. And then um, for spring breaks, I didn't go to Florida or anything. I went to work. And then summers, I worked at the dealership. But uh, washing motorhomes cleaning the interiors of motorhomes. And he actually, this dealership had a, a rental fleet that was pretty robust back then. And they'd come in late on Friday afternoons. People would uh, drop them off and I'd have to dump the holding tanks if they didn't do that. You know, there was a, some people paid fees for that. So uh, we do that and get them cleaned up and turned around and out the door for Wednesday morning, do the walkthroughs with people uh, they were picking their rentals up. That was one of their primary things, but just, you know, keeping things on the, keeping things looking good and lined up on the lot and keeping them clean. So you got quite an education those summers. I did. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, yeah. did you ever have one of those moments like in RV when Robin Williams, you know, is trying to clean out the holding tanks and there was an explosion or anything like that or not quite to that extent, but I, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've seen a broken holding tank. How's that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I think it, I think this, this is, you know, you know, I'm going to say this because uh, I got a chance to travel with you years ago. And um, I love telling the story where we were, we were going in and working with, uh, you know, some of the staff and training them. And at this point in your career with Winnebago, you, had, you, you've, you've had a couple, couple runs with Winnebago. And at this point you were um, now you head up all the training department, but at that point you were um, working as a, a district sales manager. I was a new kid on the block and I got to go hang out with you for a few days and we had a great time. And in the process, you brought me to one of the dealers who actually worked with your dad 
who was calling on them all those years ago. So we got to sit around right. and listen to all these war stories. I mean, I still to this day talk about that, Dwayne. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember that day. And uh, I remember that dealer. He's since retired. And uh, yeah, you know, he was a, a young kid at the time. And his dad worked with my dad. So yeah, it's, it's a small community. It, 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 you know, it's a nationwide thing and it's, it's it's big but it's also very small and very close and uh, a lot of great people and a lot of great encounters across the industry and, and and all the different positions that i've had so that's how you got into the industry then it was with your dad who was working in the industry is that, is that correct right? okay yep yep so then when you jumped in on board with winnebago um and then you actually um left winnebago to go work retail is that right yeah, um, I had had my second territory for Winnebago, and we were out in Colorado, actually. And more than uh, more than anything, we wanted to move back and be near my wife's family in upstate New York. And Winnebago didn't have a position at the time, so I actually um, left and went to work for a competitor back in the day to move back to move to New York to be near family. And um, then that competitor ultimately went out of business. Um, in the early 2000s when the market kind of constricted a little bit. And um, and then I jumped in and did some retail after that and, and then was fortunate enough that when Winnebago did have a position open in the Northeast, I was able to, to rejoin uh, Winnebago then. Yes, very cool, man. So I, I'm, I'm giving that background, uh, that story there for our listeners because um, you know, you've, you, you've been in this this gig for a minute or two, and you know both sides of the uh, of the working desk from both retail and wholesale. And, um, you know, you're seeing, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but you're probably seeing something in this long career that you've had, mm -hmm. all the different positions, you're probably seeing something that's happening right now in the market, unlike anything you've probably ever seen. Is that is that fair or am I exaggerating a little bit there? That's that's fair and it's not an exaggeration. And I don't know that you could put a superlatives on what's going on today that would that could do it justice. It is it is truly remarkable. And um, you know, you think just when you think you've seen it all, something like this comes along and um, yeah, it's it's I've never seen anything like it in 30 plus years. So is the interest, I mean, when you talk with somebody, you meet somebody, you know, just random, just happenstance, you're, you know, you're in a Home Depot or whatever, and somebody asks, you know, hey, I mean, what do you do for a living? And, and or, or whenever the conversation happens and you say, well, you know, I actually work with Winnebago. And of course, they, that name is synonymous with RV. And, and then they say, are you finding that people are just, oh my gosh, I want one, or, oh, I just got one, or my friend just got one. I mean, it doesn't, it seem like everybody is interested in some way or another. They are, um, you know, there's, there's no other way to really travel safely today, not effectively anyway, and certainly not efficiently. And um, we've had, the industry's had a lot of great exposure and it's not just Winnebago that's doing well right now. The entire industry is doing well. And um, the runway is pretty long, I think. I think it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be quite good for, for quite a period of time. In your in your experience, I, I would agree with you there. I, I think that um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I think with with all the shows at first or last year uh, summertime in the fall, uh, especially there were there were shows that were being canceled. Uh, mm -hmm. RV shows that is, and and I think there was a concern. I know I had a concern too that um, whether or not 2021 towards the end of 2021 we would see this 
continued demand because you know the supply chain disruption, shows have been canceled. Um, but but I tell you, at the the momentum now is just it's unparalleled. I mean, I I can't. Every time I turn around, it seems somebody is uh, in the process of of either trying to simply find an RV of their choice, uh, or they're you know they're they're jumping into the lifestyle and they're excited about it. And uh, you know the amount of first time buyers. I mean, I, I didn't prep you for this interview or ask you any mm. questions necessarily at all on this, but I mean, do you have any idea on is there any numbers out there or percentages on how many first time buyers are out there now? No, not that I know of anyway. I think RVI might have some sort of guidance or guidelines or stats on that. Um, but anecdotally, a significant portion of new RVs being sold today, or really even used RVs being sold today, don't have a trade-in. Mm. And so that points you to a first-time buyer a lot of times. That's what it is. But the other side of that is the used market is really, really robust right now as well. And so consumers that already have a vehicle, if it's in good shape, really don't have a great deal of difficulty selling it on their own. So we'll just say it's a large percentage. It's, it's, a, it's a significant, it's, it's higher than anything I've ever seen before, I can tell you that, but I don't have a hard number for you. Well, that's okay, because I guess what I'm wondering is from your perspective, bringing in, you know, you, you, you head the training department at Winnebago, you've, you've done, you know, the sales manager thing for years, you've done retail, you've done, you've been a lot boy. I want to get you a t-shirt says that, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you've done all that. I mean, what, what, what can you offer our listeners? Let, let, a lot of listeners are first time buyers are looking to buy an RV. Is there anything, any words of wisdom that you can tell them, you know, at this point, Hey, if you're looking at an RV, you might want to consider this or think about this, anything off the top of your head. You know, this may catch you off guard just a little bit, um, but off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to mind is if you want to do this, just get off social media, go visit a dealer and make the decision on the one that fits you the best. I, the world has changed a little bit and today's consumer has far more information available to them before they ever visit a dealer than any time in, in past history. And I think that's a really good thing. You know, it, it is good to be able to sit at home and look at floor plans and features and, and those sort of things and kind of make your decision um, before you actually go to a dealership. But I think people, because there's so much information, I think people tend to get paralyzed a little bit mm-hmm. and they end up putting off a decision that they should make. And yeah. in cool. today's world, um, it's really, really hard to find the RV of your dreams because availability is so limited. And then the other thing I would say is that the one downside to social media, in my estimation, this is just Dwayne talking, Dwayne's opinion, it causes people to want to plan for every single possible scenario that they can think of. Yeah. And and you're really never gonna, you gotta really think long and hard about how you're gonna use the vehicle. And, you know, um, winter camping is something that I love to do. It's a lot of fun, like to go skiing. Um, and so there's things that you can do or RVs that you can buy that are maybe more suited to a cold weather environment than, than something else. But if you're not going to be in that kind of environment, and a lot of people aren't, you know, they want to be snowbirds, 
that's still a thing. You want to get out of the Northeast, for example, when the weather's bad. Don't you guys worry got about bad weather up there. <laughs> well, finally the sun's shining and uh, it's 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 turning a little bit, but I do still have plenty of snow in my backyard. Um, but don't get wrapped up in worrying about how it's going to handle in cold weather if you're going to be in cold weather for one day. Good you know, I'm being a little exaggerating there a little bit, but don't try Don't worry about every single possible scenario because I think it does handicap you and not every RV is perfect for every single, there's no RV that's perfect for every single occasion that you can dream up. Yeah. Analysis paralysis. You're right about that, man. Information overload is exactly right. And I, you know, another thing just to tag onto that, that, that I've often told a lot of first timers is, you know, the concept of the RV lifestyle is so attracting. It's, it's so attractive. It's so appealing. And, you know, we love the thought of being able to hit the road with our family or by ourselves and just visit and, and see the country. And I encourage that. I think it's, I know in, in my life, and I know for you, Dwayne, your kids practically grew up in RVs. Mine, mine were practically raised in RVs. And some of the best trips of our lives have been, you know, in an RV. Um, but it's always good to get your feet wet. Like you said, go to a dealership, see the actual um, RV, you know, firsthand. It, renting may be a possibility. Borrowing one from a friend for a weekend. You know, these are good ways to go out and find the best RV for you. So you're not relying upon social media or other platforms for people to make the decisions for you. So I, I think that is extremely good advice, um, and it's something that I'm gonna I'm gonna start promoting as well. Yeah, good. I you know I think you know each situation is different, and there is a lot of great information out there on social media and on our websites um, there's good information to be had there but i think it can it can get a little overwhelming at times before i know we we, we are limited in our time you've already told me before the interview <laughs> got to get off phone but before we do is there anything um you know i'm going to give you an opportunity here to uh you know obviously you you make a quality product your company does uh, i know that firsthand because i worked with you guys Mm -hmm. um, you know, is there anything uh, new that's coming or that's out there now that you'd encourage people to take a look at? Well, you know, we're always um, working on new product development, working on really cool stuff. Uh, our latest is a product called an Echo. Mm -hmm. It's uh, truly a Class C, and it's just kind of interesting that I talked about winter camping a little bit earlier. It's probably the closest thing to a true four season coach that there is out there. Um, it's built on the Ford Transit all-wheel drive chassis. It's small, 22 feet, um, but very, very functional, very well insulated. In fact, um, you've been around long enough to know that typically manufacturers will build a motorhome with sidewalls of one thickness, a back wall of a different thickness, and then their compartment doors have a different level of insulation. Well, this motorhome, the Echo, the back walls are as thick as the sidewalls, and the sidewalls have doors in them, compartment doors, that are as thick as the sidewall itself. Wow. It's really unique, um, really different. And then even in this small 22-foot footprint, it's got a gear garage in the back that will store two bikes. Big doors on both sides, big door in the back, easy to get bikes in and out. It's heated, insulated. It's got electric power in there if you have e-bikes. A lot of really, really cool features. Um, it's kind of, it's for these folks that want to be active, 
maybe off grid for a little longer. They're really not campground people. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't really get into the market per se, but that's one of the most popular things going on right now is people wanting to be off grid and boondocking. And so we've offered a really good solution for that. Winnebago Echo. And it's, it's E-K-K-O, or you can just go to the website, right? Winnebago.com and look at it there. Yep. Winnebago.com and you'll find it. Very cool, man. Well, you keep up the good work, Wayne, there at Winnebago. And uh, I really enjoyed having you on. I feel like we didn't have, have you on long enough. So I'm going to have to have you come back on with me some other time when you got some time. How does that sound? Well, I agree with that. And I would love to chat with you again. And I'm sorry that we are so short on time today, but it's been great talking to you and great catching up, James. Yes, sir, my man. Okay. Well, I appreciate you, Dwayne. And I appreciate you listening to the show for all of our listeners out there to the My RV Ninja podcast. And I'm going to come back again with Dwayne some other time, but we'll make sure that we give you plenty of notice, Dwayne. And we'll also let our listeners know so they can be sure to tune in and listen to the podcast. In the meanwhile, get out there in RV and go and enjoy yourself. And we'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. Take care.